The rumor started to spread that Taco Bell was using meat that was like not a certain percentage of meat. Uh, it was like more fake shit than it was meat or something. And then they were like, that's not true. Our meat is 89% real meat. And to celebrate, we're going to be giving away 89 cent crunch wraps. And you're like, <laughs> and everyone, even me included, was like, fuck yeah, 89% meat, 89 cent crunch wraps. And looking back on it, you're like, why was I excited about this? <laughs> hey, this meets a B plus in my book. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Oh, hey, Chris. What's up, man? Hey, I'm here too, in stereo. Yeah, we got Chris over there. I'm Alexi. Here we are. We're back. It's the Sizzle Reel Podcast. And Chris, I just want to jump right into it today. I want this whole talk to be about artificial intelligence and how it affects... I want to talk about bigger things, like the whole life and everything, but also how it affects post-production, you know? Because what is post-production but a reflection of life? Yeah, art, art, yeah, art, life, same thing, right? Literally, we are just doing our best to play God as filmmakers and manipulating life. Am I wrong? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, um, that's 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 yes ending, but but, but neg- just negative yes, yes ending. Yeah. Um, sorry wait, about that. No. So so tell me, what are your takes on artificial intelligence? Do you think the machines are ever going to be able to edit a video as good as a human? I think, man, that's it's so difficult. I think that some of the assisting could probably be automated, but ultimately, no. I, th- I think that e- even seeing how the algorithms do it now, they come close. Like They, they can replicate a shitty editor. I-, I think that AIs can be crappy editors at some point, but they, they pick wrong shots and they-, they don't understand context the same. I guess that AI, part part of how it works is it, it learns so maybe that could change here's my thing about the artificial intelligence man i think that it is going to take over i think that robots will edit better videos than people come at me 100 percent. i just dis- i can't disagree more you, you th- you're gonna replace me with a robot I'm not going to replace you with shit. I'm just saying that robots are going to replace all of us when it comes to video editing. Like they're going to be able to do that shit so much quicker than we are. At, at the end of the day, when you get them with like some balling ass artificial intelligence at that point, when the machine has learned everything, you can just feed in a bunch of video to it. And it's going to it'll literally be able to churn out results that are. And oh, if you want to talk about art films and stuff, obviously. Well, actually, robots probably do art films better than we will too. <laughs> frankly, like they'll probably do everything better. Actually, a robot art film sounds like it's a, it's, it's own, already it's, it's already a genre. Yeah, yeah, it should already be a thing. I think that here's the thing. I think that look at most of the content that's put out these days, right? On like Instagram and shit like that. It's nothing special, man. Like it's so much. Just like uh, look at all those. So many videos are like those now this videos. Maybe that's maybe I'm dating myself with that reference. But like some uh, they're just like news videos that ha- tend to have text over them. Right. And photographs that if if they put enough research into it, that could very easily be automated. It could like legit be like, hey, let me feed this program 10 photos. And here's what the titles need to say. And it can pop out a video. Yeah. The I, fact is, we just haven't researched it enough. I don't know. I, th- I think that kind of technology that probably is already in a, in a position where that could succeed, where you're just, I mean, it's, it's okay. similar to a template. You know? Okay. And yeah. So we've knocked out those. Okay. So X those off. What else is left in the ecosystem that we need to music videos? 
Music videos can pretty much be done by a computer or they just rely on beats and shit like that, right? Not the sit, not to, again, I'm not talking about art. I'm talking about just your random garden variety music video that someone, some random kid is hired to make. That can be done. Travel videos, again, not art ones, but like your general garden variety bullshit travel video that someone would like. If you go out and shoot all the footage, feed it into a system that randomly edits it together because it knows all these algorithms and the way other travel videos are edited. There you go. That's taken care of. I mean, really, like, in, when it comes to commercial filmmaking, I believe that artificial intelligence will take over all post-production. Going really strong on the hot takes. That's my take, man. That's not hot. That's lit. That's super. <laughs> it's, it's lit. <laughs> that's not hot. That's lit. It's, uh, I think that it can take over a, a substantial chunk, but I, I, I'm just not convinced that what okay, so what so what can a computer do that a person can't or whatever the other you know my, my argument what, what's your argument because it sounds like you don't believe me that computers can take it over but i'm not hearing anything that's convincing me yeah i'm not doing a great job of being convincing i just think that the creativity of of those machines like it's if it if it, if it understands through an algorithm then that's that's the kind of but what if we teach it creativity it's called random seed. Random seed. Just this is Minecraft? Yeah, Minecraft, After Effects, whatever. Just tell it to random seed, and that's creativity. Be like, hey, every so often, throw a little piece of randomness into one of these variables. Don't, rand don't randomize all the variables, but take one of these variables and throw a little piece of randomness into it. That suddenly is, quote, creativity, right? Well, I think the issue comes with, honestly, the, the next versions of a piece is is can can that computer take a producer's notes and re-edit that same thing with those notes in mind oh yeah that's a tough one but i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah it probably can yeah. like this i mean when are we talking are we talking 2025 or are we talking 30 30 30 30 30 <laughs> way, way in the future 30 30 30 okay I think, okay you got me now i think that i think that we'll get there eventually man and you know what the beauty of it is when a computer is editing videos by that point the computers are going to be doing all the shit we don't want to do and then we can go have fun a lot of people think computers are going to take over no computers are going to do the shit we don't want to do and then we can all we don't have to work anymore right that that would be great. I'd love that. I mean, I think that's that's a utopia. Everyone's talking about a dystopia. This is a utopia that I'm talking that's about. That's a meatopia? Utopia. Fruitopia. <laughs> Remember those? Those are like those sugary ass drinks. I bet a fruitopia has maybe like, man, I'm going to say 60 grams of sugar per serving probably or some shit like that. Uh, I mean, I'd say that sounds aggressive, but I think I think. It does it sound aggressive? No, There's no. so many things right now. I think now a Coca-Cola is like 60-something grams because you yeah. got to figure that's like 240 calories and that's all It's all sugar. What else is in there? I mean, let's see. Nut Fruitopia nutritional facts. I got it pulled up right here. Wow. Do they still make these? This is weird. Oh, this is from McDonald's. All right. What do we got? What What's your guess for sugars? I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say 69. <laughs> how, 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 well, what's the serving size? I need a reference. Mill 570 milliliters. That's what it says. I don't. I don't okay, know what that now, is. Okay, now I'm in my element. All right, let me see. 
I'm in my element. <laughs> oh, Alan, he's back. What's up, Alan? I don't know. I'll, it's a point one five gallons. How's that? Point one five gallons. That sounds like what a do, lot okay. Of what do you need it in, dude? <laughs> tell me. There's, there's tablespoons, <laughs> teaspoons. What do you want me to tell? Uh, liters? Uh, point, half a liter. Point five seven half liters. Half a liter. I'm going with thirty-five. Thirty-five. Forty-five. Damn it. So. Half a liter. The middle. I don't even know what half a fucking liter is, to be honest with you. I guess I need it in ounces. Um, I don't see ounces. Oh, I do see ounces on here. 20 ounce. A 20 ounce Fruitopia has 45 grams of sugar. That That's way less than I thought, honestly. I was going to, I like, I would think a 20 ounce bottle of that garbage. Oh, these things. Yeah, you remember oh, those? Man. Yeah, those are oh, crazy. I love these things. I, I, Did you? Yeah, well, I mean, they're not I, I they weren't carbonated, candy. right? No, I was I was under 5. I don't know. Yeah, uh I don't know. I don't no, know. you drank those under 5. Ladies and gentlemen, growing up in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't drink these under 5. I drank these like once in a while, maybe when I was in middle school like as a uh as a a treat at the vending machine, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I remember. I remember the cans getting the crappy cans out of vending machines. I think you're right; they're not carbonated. Now that I'm thinking about it, oh, they're from Coke. Wow. Oh, they were targeted towards teens. No shit, I was drinking them when I was a middle schooler. I just need some Fruitopian cigarettes, and you're a teenager. Wow, cloves, Fruitopia, and cloves. Oh man, and, and you're all... a hipster teenager. Oh my god, <laughs> I was so in on those cloves. I can't believe I used to chain smoke those. Those Dijarums, man, they'll they'll get you. They're tasty though. They're, They're tasty, delicious. But then my throat was just all tore up. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's big facts. All right, so look, we landed on the the AI will take everything over because what ended up happening? <laughs> we we got derailed and started using computers to try to figure out what to talk about. That literally. Is a computer wouldn't have made that mistake. Big facts. A computer would make the ultimate podcast. That is, we should feed hours and hours of us talking into a computer and see what it makes. You get a few good minutes out of me. Uh, I mean, if that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I I think that, uh, but in reality, look, I mean, obviously that was a stupid ass hot take. I don't think that the computer is going to take over editing, but I, I, I actually am really excited to see, um, uh, AI come into play when it comes to like meta tagging and shit like that. Like if we can feed a bunch of footage into a, you know, a server or whatever and, and, and it can tag stuff. It can just say this shot has a basketball in it. This shot has a sneaker in it. Then you're like, cool. I, or like, or even better, this is a wide shot. This is a medium shot. This is a close up, like stuff like that. If it can learn that, that's exactly where my, my mind went was like, oh, this is a, a pan to the right of a burger and, you know, medium shot, wide shot, whatever. Mm-hmm. If, if it could learn that, I mean, you'd probably still need to have someone go through quickly and just double check everything and make sure that it's it's set up in a good place. But, yeah, I, I, th- I think we should focus on how artificial intelligence can assist in editing for now before it actually takes over. Right. I think we should figure out how artificial intelligence can assist uh, producers in making shit easier so we don't get a bunch of fucked up garbage when it comes to us. Just just uh, putting all the producers on blast out there. Don't deliver fucked up garbage. <laughs> don't make our jobs harder. I hate I mean? fucked up garbage, personally. Hate editing it. Love yeah, drinking for- it. Fruitopia. Fruitopia, the fucked up garbage of life. 
Thank you. Yeah, Coca-Cola, you owe us royalties if you use that. That's a real that's a real ass phrase, right? I there. hate to get off topic again, but I just read apparently Coke went so far as trying to bribe a school in Wisconsin to make Fruitopia part of its nutritional curriculum. Of course they fucking did, dude. America is the most fucked up place. People out here are like okay, this is I'm getting into hot take territory again. But this isn't even a hot take. This is just reality. People are out here and they'll be like Oh man, like yeah, I don't know. I have a gluten allergy, and I like I stopped eating bread, and I feel so much better. Oh, I stopped drinking milk, and I feel so much better. I stopped doing this. I stopped doing that. And then like, if you go to Europe and you eat the same stuff, they're like, you know, it's crazy. Bread didn't really affect me when I was in France, or like, you know, I was had a lot of cheese when I was in Italy, and I felt fine. It's like, yeah, because their food is real food. Our food is Coca-Cola manipulating people to drink Fruitopia. It's glorified sugar trash. That that like, was part of their argument was, well, it's 17% fruit juice. That's more fruit juice than water. That's insane. Like, that's ridiculous. You remember when Taco Bell had that thing? Uh, I don't remember when this was. This must 88% have been, meat. Right, right. They were like, no, they go... Someone was like, uh, the rumor started to spread that I think this is alleged. I don't really remember. But the rumor started to spread that Taco Bell was using meat that was like not a certain percentage of meat. Uh, it was like more fake shit than it was meat or something. And then they were like, that's not true. Our meat is 89% real meat. And to celebrate, we're going to be giving away 89 cent crunch wraps. And you're like, <laughs> and everyone, even me included, was like, Fuck yeah, 89% meat, 89 cent crunch wraps. And you're like, and looking back on it, you're like, why was I excited about this? <laughs> hey, this meat's a B plus in my book. Yeah, it should be 100% meat. What the fuck is going on? But that was literally, that was that was the whole idea. I don't know. Um, I don't even know how we got off on that. I, I The Fruitopia got stuck on that. Fruitopia just derailed this entire Fruitopia, artificial intelligence. Fruitopia is getting a lot of free publicity on this and i expect to be compensated in full from the coca-cola corporation a hundred percent and honestly if we were do want to get real about coca-cola best coca-cola out there vanilla coke big bags oh, vanilla coke without cherry no no cherry i don't want well cherry and you know you ever think of this cherry and vanilla are actually very much close in flavor like sometimes they'll use i don't remember what it is but it, there's like they'll use fake one to substitute for the other or something like that. But cherry and vanilla both are mad close in flavor. I guess that makes sense. Ones. I I learned that almond is is very almond. close to cherry. I didn't know that until yeah. I worked at the frozen yogurt That's shop why, and I'd open the the almond flavor and I was like, this smells like cherries. That's why Dr Pepper works so well. Dr Pepper has so many fucking flavors. It's like got cherry and vanilla got and, and almond. I think and it. it's pretty crazy. But look, I mean, here's my point. I think that if uh, if Coca-Cola is going to be trying to sell Fruitopia to our schools, at least like, you know, make it like 18% fruit juice. I 18. just want like one more percent. Just that give me one percent. more percent, man. Get our kids off that 18%. You're always out here negotiating for that extra percent. Yo, I'm trying to do business. I would love to do business with Coca-Cola. If Coca-Cola came at me and was like, yo, edit these videos for us, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Well, I'm mean, thinking about what are the brands that are the brands it's nike coca-cola mcdonald's that's consumer brands right like that's like american consumer brands those aren't like business brands because honestly well i don't know what about apple and shit like a a apples yeah they've certainly taken over apple also became like a consumer brand because i'd feel like i feel like they got more important to businesses before they got important. that's probably not true either because the ipods were like the beginning of their growth 
IMAX and shit were big at the early 2000s, but then iPods are what made them relevant, I feel like, and yeah, iPhones. I, th- I think Apple, I think advertising and Apple kind of go hand in hand, and that's been a big part of the reason that they, they are the brand that they are now. And they started with the the Think Different back a long, yeah. long, long time ago, before, remember, before me. Remember when they did the thing with John Hodgman? That's the one that always stands out to me is I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. It had is Josh Long, was that his name? And, yeah, and John Hodgman. Was, yeah. And that that was right around the time I got my first Mac. I think I got mine right when that campaign came out or the year before. It was when the first MacBooks came out. And that was it was just such a stellar ad campaign for some reason it was super simple super to the point and that's kind of how apple is as a brand is they're like hey we're a little bit cooler and a little bit better but that's the problem is that that's i mean whatever it's not a problem it's that's why the campaign worked is because that's what they tried to embody they were like hey look at this fucking loser no offense john hodgman sorry but look at this fucking loser he who, leans into it and john hodgman's cool he was playing a loser in that yeah, but yeah. look who is out here using the pc and look at this cool hip dude using a mac and that's what made people want to fucking do it but also maybe aligning themselves with like production and and putting themselves like you know having final cut and having that kind of stuff that was a big win for them because i'd be curious to see how much of their you know uh profit and like relevance comes from you know being part of the creative network and being part of production and stuff like that because you use a pc for some stuff right but like you you run uh mac os on it i think right but how how is that like trying to integrate into it's a pain in the ass and i mean that's why i that's why you pay the Apple tax if you're in the creative industry is because, I mean, they used to have the campaign, it just works. And in my experience, they have the same exact issues that PCs do, but everyone's on it, basically. Like, everyone's in this environment, and it, it works together. It, like, they communicate together a lot better than than Mac and PC. Just the same way if you text an iPhone from an Android. Oh no, you turned everyone green. They just don't, they don't they don't play nicely. I don't know exactly what it is, but it it's worth that extra money even if you're paying probably close to twice as much for an iMac versus versus a PC that you can build yourself because I mean that's how these machines, these brand new iMacs, I built that one in PC form like 2 or 3 years ago for yep. for for less than we're paying now but 100%. But if I had the option to buy a new computer I would probably just buy a Mac because it's it's easier and it's just it's just easier. Yeah. I I so here's the thing when I there was one point where I was like okay, I need to get a a desktop and I wasn't sure what to get and i was like man i can get more bang for my buck making my own pc right so i did the same thing i built one and i remember this was 20 man this was you know it's crazy to me that i lived like the whole time i lived in la i don't think i had a desktop computer like i got my first desktop yeah when i moved to portland and then i was like you know what i need to get a desktop for work shit but the whole time in in la i literally just worked off a laptop the whole entire time it's crazy but I was like, you know what? I'm going to build a PC because I can make a ball and ass one. And so I, which honestly, to this day, that's the one I sold to Ben. And he still uses it 
for like gaming and stuff, which is crazy because for me, it wouldn't fucking work for what I needed it to do. And I built it with like ball and stuff. But the problem is it was as simple as like stuff like there's no ProRes codec equivalent. So I had to get like the, I believe it was called the Marazon or something or M-I-R-A-I-Z-O-N, I think was the name of the company, but it was like a ProRes 422 equivalent codec and you yeah. could get that and maybe it would work. And it was just causing me so much headache. I had this old shitty laptop MacBook and what I would do was I would edit everything on the PC then I would export it as like a, a lossless oh like God. MXF or something like that. Then I would take that hard drive, plug it into my shitty old MacBook, re-export that as a ProRes 422, and then send it over. And it was like, that is a needless hurdle, man. But it's, like, it, I get it. It's fucking business. But Jesus, if ProRes 422 was like a readily available thing, things would be much more harmonious in like the you know, hardware world of well, software, that, hardware. That's whatever. how they do it, right? I mean, ProRes, that's an Apple codec, right? Mm-hmm. That's, they don't want to play nicely. That's their proprietary stuff. That That's what, that's where their real value is. Like That's I, what I'm saying. That's, I don't, but see, the thing is, I get that they don't, I like, it's that, yeah, they don't want to play nicely, but I kind of get why. It's because that's where all their value is. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it, it makes sense. It's, it's, you know, same reason they, everyone, switched from the old proprietary Apple charging port to the new lightning proprietary charging port. And just now, you know, 13 years after the iPhone came out, we're finally getting to a place, hopefully with the next generation and the European laws that that will all be on USB-C or Thunderbolt or, you know, an equivalent that plays nicely. Well, the, the thing is, it's just that everything evolved, I think, so quickly and like governments and maybe not even necessarily governments, but like uh, the whole global ecosystem kind of was like, yeah, I mean, whatever, fine. People can make their own like chargers or whatever, or their own adapters. They didn't realize how massive of a role that would play and how like technology was going to become intertwined in every single person's life. So I, yeah, you know, I think, right. It's, it is the time to intervene. It's like, okay, cool. Like let's get everyone on the same page because by privatizing these gigantic, like monolithic corporations, they're just going to, you know, they're going to make it even more inaccessible for people and things are going to become even crazier. I I personally, like, I fuck with Apple and I like the way they do shit, but I'm with you. Sometimes it's it's kind of hard to get along in that ecosystem. And really, to me, the biggest problem is the barrier to entry. It's impossible to get a fucking MacBook because they cost so much fucking money, man. That's And that's what I was thinking Earlier, when you were talking about adding the extra hurdle, doing that extra export of some lossless lossless format, that's lost time, lost productivity, lost money that when you're buying the computer, you're not factoring that in. You're like, oh, my God, I'm about to drop five grand on this computer or whatever when I could get something pretty similar for half the price. Yeah, it's tough. To, it's it, it sucks for like from my perspective, I think that what sucks the most about it is that there's a lot of people who like could be involved in the creative industry, the creative. And uh, this isn't, this is a bigger conversation, but like a lot of people, you know, are like in the creative industry posture, like, Oh, the creative industry like needs to be more accepting and more diverse and stuff like that. But then they maintain this insane barrier to entry where like, you're like, Oh, 
Yeah, all the same parts that are in this computer that you can get for $600, you're going to have to pay $1,200 to get it so you can work with other creatives. And it's like, man, fuck you. Like, yeah. that's that's some straight up trash. Like, it's like, so, so you're going to posture and say that, yeah, everyone's welcome in this community if you got the money to get into it. That's Apple does this with, at least currently, with their more entry-level computers. You cannot add RAM. You ha The RAM is soldered on, so you have to buy it from Apple unless you're willing to pay someone else who's going to take it apart. So you're paying two or three times as much what the RAM is worth. That's They do that with their the 21-inch iMacs, the, the, the entry-level ones. The ones that we have, you can you can add RAM to it because it's more of a slightly more professional user, level. User friendly, yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's it's the same year model, same model version, just just different sizes. Why are you making them different like that? Yeah. I, that's exactly why. It's the same thing they do that with their Mac Minis. You can't add RAM to it. You can't do it with the MacBooks. But you know what? what with this one we'll let you why it's because i think it's because they just want to like they want the consumers who already have money to spend to to get involved in their ecosystem or whatever to become like apple consumers i don't really know what it is i mean i'll tell you the first time i ever got a macbook it was i got a macbook pro and i had that was the first credit card i ever took out it was a apple barclay card because I still have it but and I, I still use it. But like that, I had to literally take out an Apple credit card in order to buy a MacBook Pro. Like I remember, it, you know what happened? Here's the craziest thing. This is low key going to turn actually from being an anti-Apple rant into like a pro Apple advertisement almost. Because what happened was I had this job coming up and I was like, man, I can't do it on my... Uh, on my PC, I need to get an Apple uh, MacBook Pro to make this shit work. And Tyler, Tyler Bertram was like, you should just get the credit card. Because I was like, I don't have enough money to buy it. I wish this gig was coming up like a month later because then I'd have enough money to get it. Finance he, it. Yeah, he goes, you should get the Apple credit card. And I was like, well, how does that work? And then like he was like, oh yeah, you should just blah, blah, blah. Then you'll make that back and like you'll be able to pay it off real, real quick. And I followed his advice and did it. And like, because of that, like it was just so many things snowballed. Like because of getting it then, I got that extra gig. From that gig, I got an extra paycheck, right? Which at the time meant a whole lot. Oh yeah. And, and you know, cause I was, I was 23, I think. So at that time I got an extra paycheck, an extra gig. And that was like a bigger gig, which I was stoked to get. Then that turned into a relationship, turned into another gig. Next thing you know, like the fact that I took out this fucking credit card is what made it so I was able to get more work and and grow my career. But it was like, why did I have to take out a credit card to get a motherfucking computer from them? That's the problem. Like I shouldn't have had to take out a credit card to do it because that computer wasn't worth that much. I mean, the it, name was worth that much. It, it, yeah, it's worth what people will pay, right? Facts. And that's, I mean, I, uh, I, I'm a huge Apple fan, is the thing. Like, I mean, I hate how they do things, but as far as their products, like, I, I've, I bought my first MacBook in 2005 or 2006, and I haven't changed 
what kind of laptops I'm buying since. This is probably my fifth or sixth one, and I upgrade every couple of years. Even this one that I'm on right now, I bought it right before I moved to New York. I, I was a little bit stressed out on the move to New York because we were spending a lot of money to move. We had to, you know, put down two months worth of New York rent plus all of our moving expenses from Florida to New York. And I was like, is now really the time to buy a new laptop? And I said, yes, it is. Because if work comes, I want to be able to take on that gig. And on, like literally while we were still living in a hotel in, in Jersey City looking for a place in New York, a job came in through you with Boomshot. Right. I needed to go there with my laptop. I needed to edit off of my laptop. And I'm pretty sure that just the work that I've done with that company paid off the laptop, you know, just, yeah, just like that. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. I mean, it, it definitely like makes sense that it's going to pay for itself or whatever. But again, like it's just one of those things where it's so hard to justify it. And I get why people it's don't do it. Hard. Cause you're like, should I spend all this money on a laptop or should I like go do something that'll immediately provide me with a couple hundred bucks maybe. And then I can pay my rent. You know what I mean? It's like, it just sucks, man. That's whatever. It's capitalism in a nutshell, but it's like, sometimes you got to spend and like start free falling for a second in order to get your, it's so dangerous. Like, yeah, you gotta have money to make money. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And, and in order to make that, you have to have, yeah, you have to have money to make money, but you also have to like be willing to risk losing quality of life to make money. And that's, what's weird, right? That's, what's weird to me is that it's like, uh, Hey, you got to free fall for a little bit if you want to like rebound up. It's almost like if you, I don't know, if you are holding on to a vine and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to try to swing from the shit. Hope it doesn't snap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's, it's, and if I get the momentum, I'm going to come back up higher than I, than I jumped. But that, that's a great metaphor, and that's that's the risk. That's fuck. That fucking sucks. Like, why do we put our put our people through that? Like, why do we put like citizens through that shit? You know, it's greed. That's why. That's what it is. But that's definitely part of it. I think a big part of it too is like that. That was a necessary way of living for a long time. We've only recently, as society, gotten to a place where like we really can provide for everyone and we can make everything work. Yeah. And now I think we we just got to get to that place. <laughs> It's so weird how in our field, we're all, I mean, I want to say all because there's a bunch of, you know, weirdos out there, but for the most part, no, no, no shade, but all shade. But for the most part, we're all pretty like liberal and like left leaning. And like, we want to see like, you know, society kind of be good and shit. But our job is like advertising. Like we're making ads like, yeah, we're super corporate. It's weird, right? Like it's like there's good corporate and and this is just like, maybe this is just business me talking, but I think there's good corporate and there's bad corporate. There's corporations who like actually do as good as corporations can do. They do some good for the corporations are people, my friend. Oh, Jesus, Mitt. There are some of these, some of these, I almost said some of these people, some of these corporations do good for the world, but where do do you have any place where you draw the line like work you wouldn't do or corporations you wouldn't work with you know what i mean i and that's a weird one because it's like 
you it's know, difficult. If they come to you with the it's, right amount of money, maybe you say yeah because yeah. we've been trained to say yeah. It becomes know? a price thing because it, it's so difficult. Because where is that line? Because most companies are, they probably do some some shady shit. Like any any company, you're going to find something you disagree with with the, the way that they practice things. So there's very few that I would just outright say no. But I also I'm not looking into a company's politics most of the time that I'm taking them on because like I I hate the NFL's politics I still watch the NFL I'm a sucker for it like, yeah it's it's I mean re- reflecting on it yeah it's a huge bummer but there's only so much people only have so much bandwidth I can only keep track of so many terrible things and at a certain point you're like oh they're they're all terrible and I just have to pick the the least terrible ones i mean that's why i that's i like working here because i i actually like the company i actually like the owner well, a there little, you little go. bit I mean, little yeah, bit it's, you know it's there's there's like three people that work here so <laughs> you know it's it's easy to it's easy to like them i i think that what i was i was going to i was going to joke about how i think it's like it becomes easier when you have other people because it's like such a it's such a typical capitalist shit, but it's like out of sight, out of mind. It's like, well, would I want to work with National Football League? No. But will I hire someone under my umbrella to do it? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm not gonna do it, but if someone else wants to do it, sure. And I'll take a little cut or whatever. But like, you know, I don't know. For me, I've always said that like uh military and pharmaceutical are things that I really don't want to touch but again i mean who's to say it's not like a price is right type thing yeah i think i mean stuff like that i could be okay with some of the campaigns but ah no i, I with pharmaceutical i could maybe be okay with something as long as like I, I kind of know what's happening and like I know that they're not really cheating people out of stuff. But when it comes to to military, man, it's like it it's so weird, man. We almost had earlier this year, we almost got a piece of branded content that was like a brought to you by the US Army type thing, right? And like I was so on the fence about that. I was like, damn, do I even want this? Luck I mean, luckily, the COVID happened, so we that thing whole the whole thing fell through. But like that's one of those things where I go, I don't know if I want to take this. The the actual content had nothing to do with the army. But at the beginning of it, the first thing you see was brought to you by the US Army. I think um- military and i guess even government advertising in general is is very weird to me because it's hard to if you're if it's a government ad of any sort it's hard to not think that it's propaganda because that's kind of what propaganda is is mm-hmm. you know your government telling you how to think about things and that's that's also what advertising is it's literally everything that we do you know that's how you learned how uh, how to know when the when to flip the burger or when to put the burger on the coals. <laughs> I know because Kingsford, Kingsford told, told me, me. baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank All God right. for Kingsford. Well, that this was a very deep one. I think we went we went really all in on this one. I don't know. If you were listening to this, sorry that we didn't uh, 
Let's get back to the the AI conversation. Yeah, you want to cap off the AI thing? What do you what do you what do you think? What do you oh no, I meant in another episode. Oh, in a different one. You yeah, want yeah. to un- uncan that whole can of worms again? Yeah, we'll get back to Fruitopia too. Yeah, Fruitopia is is actually a very legendary uh, place. Have you ever been? <laughs> <laughs> Fruitopia. Uh, Fruitopia, baby. Look, I, I just want to say, if you guys have any questions or anything, you can look us up on, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we are Sizzle Real Gang, I believe. Is that right? Sizzle Real Gang. Yeah, at Sizzle Real Gang. So you can follow us there. I just want to shout out to our boy Daniel Got Hits. He's the one who got me onto the using gang as a, as a thing. So if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't even have an Instagram or a Twitter because we wouldn't know how to make a unique one because all of the Sizzle Reels are taken. He's a true influencer. He really is a true influencer. I love that guy. Sizzle Reel gang, you guys send us some stuff. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Otherwise, we're just going to keep talking about this random Fruitopia bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>